Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From from billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. Yeah, welcome into running us straight for your Wednesday, 2nd of November 2022. And we are into the business end of the Rugby League World Cup. That's been all the chat over the last couple of weeks on our dedicated Rugby League show right here on SENZ. Uh, as always, welcome your calls and your texts throughout the show today, 0800 if you want to jump on the blower, or you can give us a text on double eight double three. Lots to dissect as the pool stages are all wrapped up and the Kiwis go up against Fiji in the quarterfinal on Sunday morning New Zealand time. And for Kiwi Rugby League fans... The uh, the memory is pretty short. Only four, oh sorry, five years ago, 2017. The last time we played Fiji, that was in a quarterfinal, and you might remember the iconic scoreline, Kempi, of four points to two. Yeah, uh, no that, tries, no tries, and that uh, that game still stings somewhat. It does. And the iconic line afterwards from Sean Johnson of uh, "You's got your way." Yeah. So uh, there was a lot going on back then. Too. Oh heck yeah, the key key was the we remember. Yeah, uh, with, with David Kidwell. Um, so, look, hopefully a different result this time around. That's what we're hoping for, Kempe. Yeah, look, I think um, talking about those quarterfinal matchups, uh, they're pretty well much the way that we thought it would play out. Lebanon getting over Ireland quite convincingly up against Australia in the first one. You've got England playing New Guinea, um, our boys against the Fijians. And then the big one for me is whether or not Tonga and Samoa turn it on because um, that's the game of the quarters mm-hmm. for, for definite. For sure, you know. So uh, I thought they, you know, especially those uh, last two, they've hit their straps right at the right end. And yeah, it looks like I'm being impressed with Samoa, you know, the way that they've come back in their last two games and, and really hit their straps. So I think that's going to be probably the game uh, this week to watch. It's on Monday morning at 3.30. Yeah, not not the greatest viewing time, but uh, you'll probably be up then anyway, won't you, Kimpy? for well, breakfast? Yeah, I'll be making able to, your I'll, coffee, mate? I'll be able yeah. to get a couple of hours in anyway and watch, <laughs> it, watch it live. I might actually come into the studio and watch it, to be there honest. There you go. That's, yeah, bringing your beanbag. Um, we, I think we might have predicted at the beginning, we thought Samoa would beat England that first game, which would have meant it was a Tonga-England um, quarterfinal and those two would have met in the semifinals. But, um, I mean, what do you reckon? The winner of that, probably going to play England in the semifinal, if it is Samoa, they obviously have played them already before. If it's, but do you, is there the sense that the winner of that Monday morning game is going to win the next game? Or do you think England actually really are red hot? I mean, we, we, we've said the last three weeks they really have been the team of the tournament in terms of form and, and performance. Yeah, look, I, I don't think you can write England off. I don't think you can write them off. I think, you know, you do that even when they don't have their best team. And you do that. They, they've shown before. They've come down here. We played them in '91. They came down with a second string side, and and we and they actually won the series. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, at your peril, you write England off on home soil. I think that semi final, no matter who it's between, whether it is you know England. I think the other part about it is I don't think Papua New Guinea are going to lie down. No, I, I think Papua New Guinea in that first game against Tonga should have won that game. They could have quite easily been them um, up up playing. You know, in in a different 
different part of the draw, but you know they get a chance up against the Poms, and I you know I don't think they're just going to lie down, but. Beating England up there is going to be really, really hard. And I, and I think the, the team that comes up against them in the semis has, has got a really hard job to do. And we all know that the draw has been set up for the English to get through the, to the final. Mm. Rigged. It's done on rankings, well, though, is it? it? Is it, it is. done on rankings? Well, so we play Australia because we're one. Therefore, we're one. Yeah, but seriously, based on <laughs> what? Based on oh, what? I know, I know. Don't, let's not get started on the rankings. Um, well, what, let's just cast our mind back just quickly to um, the... Ireland game for the Kiwis on the weekend because we said that, you know, these two games, Ireland and then Fiji in the quarterfinal, are crucial for getting the combinations right, driving momentum into what we're all circled on our calendars months, months ago, Kempi, which is Australia in the semi final. So, what did you see over the weekend against Ireland? Was it enough to convince you or at least show you that? with one more game under their belt this weekend, they're ready for Australia? It showed two things. One, we haven't got a goal kicker. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that's a massive issue mm-hmm. when you're getting through these rounds, especially when you come up against the tight games and and it may be two full points that split the, split the team. So all the other teams, goal kickers, we haven't. Uh, and the second thing is the importance of Jerome Hughes. Like Jerome Hughes in that game, he's not in there. Nah. They don't get that score. Nah. You know what I mean? So he was laying on tries, he was scoring tries. It just goes to show you the importance of having him in the side in his first game back. You know, another week against Fiji, building some um, hopefully cohesion. And they, I don't think it's going to be another 4 2 game like it was in 2017. But it just goes to show you um, how important Jerome Hughes to the team. Actually, and I'm going to throw a third one in there. Mm-hmm. I think leadership is lacking. I think okay. really good leadership is lacking. So I'm really disappointed with the game management and especially around the middle of the park, how we're chopping and changing all the time. Because I think we've got the best middle. You know, you've got no one's talked about Joe Tarpany. Now, Joe Tarpany picked up the NRL front row of the year, mm. Lady Umbers here. Mm. You've got uh, Leota, you've got Fisher Harris, you've got Jared Warry Hargraves who's gone back in. You know what I mean? That's you basically put a line through Jared anyway, so that takes care of it. But then you've got Jesse Bromwich sitting in the captain's jersey, and it's been a mismatch of trying to get who sits where. You know, so and I think that's a lack of leadership. I think, I think. You know, it's holding the whole side back, not knowing who's actually going to go out there and set the plat- platform first. And we haven't seen that done in the first three rounds. And and the players that are going, going to actually bring us home and keep that momentum going. Mm. Nelson Sefer-Solomon has been used on the edge. You know, he just leave him in the middle. You know what I mean? Stop playing around with, with things. You've got, you know, good edge players. You've got a decent um, amount of speed on the outside. But because he's mis- messing around with the middle players... For me, I think it's showing a lack of leadership. Mm. And, and I think that's why we're really suffering and we haven't got that cohesion right yet. It's interesting because the you'd think with the way that these fields are laid out, we, we've made a lot of the you know the size, obviously they're narrower width-wise, but also length-wise as well. You'd think that the middle is, it, it always is in rugby league, the most important part, for, you know, laying a platform. But you'd think with these tighter fields, it would be, it, like you said, I think it's interesting they're playing Nelson and those guys on the edges. I think the middle, we need to get that sorted. 100%. And, you know, and, then, and then obviously those edges will, will follow with guys like Jerome running around the back. But, yeah, I'm not sure we're getting that the middle of the park right. We're just like not every, winning the battle. Every coach has got a different philosophy, all right? But mine's really simple. They're the best two front rowers in the competition, Fisher, Harris and Leota. They ran out in the grand final. They're decent front rowers, the Parramatta boys, weren't they? Mm. Actually, they were decent front rowers whoever they played in the semi-final. 
or you can argue all year, who came out on top? Mm. So when you're sitting up on the Australian side, on the other side going, well, there's Leona Fisher-Harris coming out, we know what they're going to do, it should be a really easy conversation because they are actually drilled just to lay a platform. And who was their halfback? Like, this is the thing that I'm, that I'm trying to get, the, the point I'm trying to make. They had Nathan Cleary behind them playing the game of his life. Why? Because those two set, they set the platform, mm. you know. And you've got uh, arguably Isaiah Yao on the back of the Penrith pack. Well, Tarpany can do that on the back of our pack. So I don't know, you know, if we think we're going to come up with some type of, and this is this is the other part, we don't play enough international football anyway, but if we think we're going to come up with some master plan to throw it out the window and, and, and bring it out in three weeks up against minnow teams to play against these better sides, it just ain't going to work. And it's, and it's shown that. And it's a real worry for me because their cohesion that, I thought we would have had better than the Australians. It's yeah. actually the other side. Yeah, we, we spoke to um, Brandy on Monday um, out, out of uh, out over in Australia, and he, I asked him about the Munster Cleary um, debate in uh, for for Aussie that they're going to, or, or sorry, Cleary Daily Cherry Evans to pair with Munster in that Aussie team, and what the, what the ideal combination is. And he said, well, actually, probably the more important combination is the one with Isaiah Yo. And that's where Cleary's got the edge because that's how they use that 13, right, as that almost third playmaker who takes the first pass and then plays off the back of him. So, yeah, I, I, I take your point. I see us using like a Joey Tarpany in that way, uh, in which case, you know, it's crucial that we get the middle sorted. So very interesting, Kempi. I'm going to talk with Madge. I spoke with him this morning. I asked him a little bit about um, how he thinks how he feels the team is tracking, whether he thinks they're in the right place heading into knockout football. So um, we will uh, hear from Madge uh, coming up very shortly. But if you've got any thoughts, you can text us on double eight double three. That's the text line. Or give us a call, 0800 150811. We'd love to talk it through with you. We're getting to the business here now. I know for a lot of you who maybe have been uh, you know, watching highlights and replays, now's the time we start to wake up and and really take notice uh, the tournament getting into the into the business end. I mean, someone's already texting here saying, I'm most hyped for Tonga v Samoa, but it's at the worst time. Monday morning, 3.30 watching those all-black games where we were kids in the black and white telly. That's the one, yeah. I mean, the other games are actually pretty favourable. Australia-Lebanon's 8.30 on Saturday morning. We're 8.30 on Sunday morning. Um, the England game is at 3.30, so that's not great on Sunday morning. And then, yeah, 3.30 on Monday morning for Tonga v Samoa. But, um, yeah, and then semi-finals are guaranteed to just be an absolute barn burner with New Zealand, Aussie, probably, and then either Tonga and Samoa going up against England. That, that's just going to be must-watch no matter what time of the day it is, Kempe. Um, we'll take a break. Uh, when we come back on the other side, uh, we will catch up with the Kiwis coach, Michael Maguire, out of the UK. And uh, as always, welcome any uh, feedback you've got on the text machine, double eight, double three. You're listening to Running It Straight here on SCNZ. Thanks to Gull, fueling your mission all year round. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.